Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Hello. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. I psyched Emily out on her intro. This I know. Week. <laughs> I told her she couldn't scream as loud or as into the microphone. <laughs> and I tried and then I got flustered. Yeah. I think on your Emily, the the final Emily you screamed again. <laughs> I see my little red lights flash on my thing. I just I just like my name, you know? It's yeah. As long as it's better than last week. Or by the time you're listening to this, two weeks ago. <laughs> Happy February twenty first. Indeed. I should really double check that. I meant to do it earlier. Well, the one episode comes out on the fourteenth, which is Valentine's Day, and yep. seven days later is the twenty first. Yeah. I know. I just I always like to check. Yep. I wrote it right in here. And I even have our guest's name in, which I won't say out loud yet because we haven't introduced him. <laughs> um, before we bring him on, I just want to tell you my favorite thing about February. Okay. Is that um, because it ends on the 28th. Oh, yeah. Unless it's a leap year, which I don't like leap years for this reason, is that because it ends on the 28th, March has the exact same dates. So it'll be Thursday the 7th, Thursday the 14th, Thursday the 21st again. And I think it so, makes it so much easier to remember. And I love it. And it's my favorite thing. Yeah, I think Auburn should be four weeks. I agree. <laughs> Let's fix that. Hey, calendars. Fix yourself. We only have to slow the earth down um, a little bit <laughs> to make it work, right? Yeah. Let's make the earth slower. Uh, let's bring on a guest. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast stage, comedian, improviser, friend of the pod, Andrew Crepo. Thanks, guys. Hey, Andrew. This feels like a long time coming. It does. We're I, so glad to have you here. I've I've wanted to do this for a very, very, very long time. You know, we. I remember today that the first time we recorded this podcast was after my Lloyd audition last year, and I came over here from my audition, and my Lloyd audition was yesterday. So it's like really been a whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A year since we, were, yeah, since that, we started recording, not since re- we've released. This recording is the one year anniversary of the last recording. Yes, these are of the original recording. Yes, <laughs> lots of calendar talk today. <laughs> but to be clear, they weren't released. <laughs> on these dates and nor was this one released the day after emily's audition yes i also auditioned yesterday isn't that mm-hmm. fun that's fun and after you were two days ago yeah it was uh thursday and i was almost very late to it mm-hmm. but you weren't I, w- I wasn't and and it was it showed you were almost late and you were just barely early <laughs> but at, at least you didn't miss it completely because then i think they're like Mah. yeah they'd be mad I think last year somebody didn't show up, and uh, they were referred to as a ghost. Aww. But for whatever reason, they thought I was that person, even though I said my name. Aww. So I was referred to as a ghost during my audition last year. But you were oh. there. I was there. What a surreal experience. It was... It's like watch, telling me. watching your own funeral. It is. <laughs> well. Well, here we are a year later. Would you want to watch your own funeral? Um, funeral? No, it seems boring. No. I, no, I don't like to do many things with a lot of people or like a handful of people. 
So okay. that that just seems tedious and Okay. I'm also very modest, so having people there talk about how great I was seems very counterintuitive to Not very modest of you to assume people would say great things about you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but if that was the case, then maybe I would change my mind. Hmm. Because that would be very humorous for me. Yeah, yeah, if they were all just saying really mean things. Just like get all of my bullies from yeah. preschool and Andrew was Andrew, a jerk. I took all of his peanuts every single day. That's what the bullies from preschool would say about you. Andrew, did you bring peanuts every day? <laughs> I I did you know what? My sister's actually allergic to peanuts. Mm-hmm. So if she's the one who actually said that, that would be wild. That yeah. would be wild. I think she would take it a little bit too, mm-hmm. too serious. She wouldn't be in the, the mocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if funerals were just roasts? Ooh, then would you want to see it? Yeah, for sure. Um, what if a celebrity was gonna eulogize you? Yes, I would want to see it. Mm-hmm. Specifically, these are the only celebrity eulogists I'll accept: Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. the Queen, mm-hmm. and Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. I would take any celebrity, even ones I don't like, to do a eulogy of me. That'd be fun. I don't know what celebrities I straight up don't like, but I don't know. Kim Kardashian West. I was going to say, like a Kardashian or a Kanye. <laughs> These are people that seem... Like if they had to give a fake eulogy for me, like they didn't... I don't know them. <laughs> they don't know anything about me. I think I'd be more interested to see that, just to see how it looks. Yeah. yeah. What What could they do... To talk about you do in you, that way. Do you think they interview your family members or do you think your family members and friends write the speech and then they give it? I don't want any. I want it all just, improv. Yeah. Maybe yeah. just look at pictures of you. Maybe, like yeah. there, there was that really great BoJack episode this past season where he he eulogized his mother and then... the the button of the show was that he realized it wasn't his mother's funeral. It was someone else's funeral. Yeah. And it was wonderful. That was, an, that was very interesting. I kept expecting the episode to change pace because the whole time you're just at the funeral Yep, for the entire episode. And it's basically just him at a lectern giving his eulogy. <laughs> it's a very avant-garde cartooning. That's pretty much the epitome of that show. It's yeah. Very, very... Yeah, they they push they push the boundaries, to say the least. One would call that a bottle episode, maybe too. Though, Ooh, yeah. Right? When you're just the one, just the one in the one room, like the Friends episode where they're all in the same room. They're all in a bottle, right? Yeah, they're in a bottle. <laughs> or that Breaking Bad episode where they're just in the lab the whole time trying to kill that fly. Oh, that's what that episode is about. Or that episode of I Dream of Jeannie, where she's just in a bottle. Is that, uh, is that where it comes from? Oh, I, w- I hope so. Why not? You, Why? Yeah, it seems like you it. You heard it here from TBD first. The term bottle episode comes from I Dream of Jeannie. Uh, I mean, Don't the, check our sources. I mean, the Jump the Shark thing is from, um, you know, Happy Days. So yeah. These are all, you know, older TV shows. I think all the car, I think any way we describe like current stuff, it's based on stuff that was on longer ago. Yeah. Like... They've figured all that stuff out already, you know? Mm-hmm. TV now is just repeating old TV, right? <laughs> Especially when they remake stuff. I want them to remake the OC. And by remake, I mean just get all the same actors and have them just be 20 years older. Just do like a, a reunion. Just a reunion. Are you one of the, the, let's reunite the office and 
give that a another go ahead. I don't necessarily need the office or anything besides the OC. <laughs> Maybe mm, pushing daisies. Yeah, that. Or maybe just the first season of that. Forget yeah. the second season because that was... Is Pushing yeah. Daisies a show that was... I Did it end appropriately or did it get cut, canceled before? I think it got canceled before. I also didn't watch most of the second season, but mm. I loved the first season. Okay. And there's only two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really know much about that show at all. It's good. It's you should watch it. someone dying? It is, yes. <laughs> and... Specifically, it's about someone who dies, but then there's this other person who, when it touches dead things, they come back to life. Um, like zombies? Is, um, it, is it a zombie show? I don't think so. Is it like uh, 28 Days Later? No. Walking no, it's, it's, it's like uh, this guy can touch people and then bring them back to life. And, and then if he the, touches them again. There's certain rules that he has yeah. to follow. Mm-hmm. And then he brings back his childhood girlfriend mm-hmm. and that's where the show who is i get was it she she was a celebrity right i don't remember or like a car i think she was like a kardashian type she was yes like very in the spotlight yes and her like death was like famous right i don't remember why but there also one of the rules was like if like he had seven minutes I don't know if that's the exact right amount of time, but like, let's say seven minutes. And then at the end of seven minutes, he had to touch that person or something else would die like in its place. I almost think it was like 90 seconds. Ooh, maybe 90 seconds. Yeah. That seems faster because he used this part, used this power to save, solve like crimes. Okay. So hold on. Can, <laughs> this is, a, this is fun <laughs> that this is a turning of, into about this show. So I show that we don't seem to remember that well. And one of us hasn't seen it all. <laughs> I, I, but, I've only seen the first few episodes of the first season, okay. but I this loved is, it so this much. This is fun. Um, We're all experts in pushing daisies. So, so can it's a guy who has this power. Yes. Okay. Was, is this person a famous actor? Um, He is now. He's, um, oh, he was in The Hobbit. He was in. He's, uh, he's one of. Ooh, he was he, in the. He was in a, not Guardians. Oh well, yeah, he was. I think he was he, the first Black Panther. Are you no. talking the guy from the off the British Office? No. Who is in the Hob- He's the Hobbit in the Hobbit movie. No, he's not. Not him. He's like an elf. I want to say his name is like Lee. I think it's is Lee it, Pace. Yes. Oh, Lee Pace. I got there, guys. I got there. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say Lee Evans, but that's the guy from Mouse oh, Hunt. Lee Pace is the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep, and he's going to be the villain in Captain Marvel little not spoiler but just so you know that's the actor who's playing that villain um and just i guess the spoiler is he survives because he gets to be in guardians of the galaxy later because <laughs> captain marvel is a prequel mm. takes place in the 90s anyways pushing daisies so lee pace touches p- things things and people things and people can he touch um can he touch a um like a car that's died and then it works again or? i don't think so one of the things Oh. You go. He touches a dog, and that's where he learns. He touches his dog, his childhood yeah. dog, and that's where he learns that if he doesn't touch them, someone else dies. Yeah. So what I the other thing dies thing? This is the part that I think is maybe most confusing. I think it was like a neighbor, but like so he has to repeatedly touch the thing to keep it alive, or something else dies. No, or he has to touch it just once. Okay. And then if he when he touches it a second time, it dies again. 
So like, like so his touch like is like switch. on off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thinking on off. <laughs> but if he doesn't turn it off in a certain amount of time, which we've decided is anywhere between ninety seconds and seven minutes, something else of equal size dies. Okay, so uh, if he touches a thing, he turns he turns a person on, <laughs> then he turns them off. Can he turn that person back on again? Like, is it just, just a reset button? I don't think so. I don't think the mythology touched that. Okay. It really should have. It really should have. It feels like it's like a big missed opportunity. One thing I feel this. like he did is that he was a pie maker and that he would touch, he would buy like dead fruit, but then touch it. It would come back to life. Oh, it's a real Midas touch here. Um, And then he would make pies out of it. And the pies were like so good. So good. And then once the pies were eaten, aka dead, could he touch that pie and make it alive again? <laughs> I don't. I think it. I think of a dead pie as an eaten pie. I think that's a fair thing to think about. Uh, also, I just, I just remember we have cherry pie in, in my refrigerator. If you guys want cherry pie after this recording, Ooh. I don't know how you feel about cherry pie. Was it made by Laura? Made it. The pie maker. The pie maker. My oh, wife. Name, name Laura. Who's <laughs> <laughs> made? one or two pies in her life <laughs> so she is a pie maker yeah i i i love pies it's like cherry pie i all pies okay good what's your top five favorite pies real quick and then we're gonna move on well this is this is very selfish because it's the ones that i've made okay, so that's it's fine. a peach ginger pie uh maple apple bourbon chocolate pecan pumpkin and persimmon and then blueberry Lemon poppy seed. Okay. Wow, that sounds good. Those are all don't all, not just sound good. They sound unique. Like I've never had a pumpkin persimmon pie. Is that what you said? Pumpkin persimmon. It's it's something. I don't think anyone touched on persimmon in your fruit episode. Mm, I don't think so. Uh no. No, I don't know if I've ever had a persimmon. It's very good. I'm not even sure I'm saying it right. What you're not? <laughs> it's. It's always okay to correct Emily and her pronunciation of words. She can't say my home state. And I'm not going to try. Try it right now. I'm not going to try. Please try it. Boston, Mass. Uh, it's not. That's where you're from. Mm. Mass. Uh. <laughs> chew. Sets. Yeah. She can say it like that. <laughs> she can't string them all together. It's quite funny. There's a really long um, Indian name for a lake in massachusetts that's like the longest name of like a something like a register it's like the longest name for for a registered uh natural feature in like america i would like i don't i can't i don't even remember how to pronounce it just because i i haven't seen it in a while but i'd love to try to get you to pronounce that someday (laughs) i'll tell you what next week two weeks from now Uh, make me read it okay i'll do what i can anyways now that we know andrew's favorite pies and that's an important Persimony. What what is what is that fruit? It's like it looks like a tomato. It's an orange tomato looking thing, but it has the texture of a pear or an apple, mm-hmm. and it kind of tastes spicy. Like not like cinnamon spice, not pepper spice. Uh, oh, I, I can see that how that would go well with pumpkin because mm-hmm. cinnamon goes well with pumpkin. I have seen these before, and I maybe have eaten them. Do they come in like a fancy wrapping? Like not maybe, maybe not fancy wrapping, but they have like a. I've never seen them. No. You can wrap it however you want. Uh, anyways, let's move on to from. 
let's move on from so, solid transition <laughs> pie talk to um tea talk okay if you're gonna get loud <laughs> tea talk tea talk tea talk tea talk thank now you what pie what <laughs> what pie oh god <laughs> what pie are we drinking today this is uh let's hope i'm pronouncing this all correctly this is white tea comma pear tatin tatine tatooine i don't know t-a-t-i-n tatin tatin pear tatin tatin by the Lon- the london tea company this is a new brand for us this is never had a london tea company this tea comes comes to us by way of my roommate paolo hi paolo hello hi there um there's a picture of a man playing guitar to a poodle on the cover the the, the packaging (laughs) and they're looking at a white tea like a mug of tea that's white well we don't have a description of this tea this week so we're just gonna (laughs) describe what the bag looks like it has white tea i haven't actually had the tea 76 percent white tea in this thing then there are natural flavorings and ginger the tea and the ginger were traded in compliance with fair trade standards a total of 82%. I'm really... This is mostly a British way of labeling stuff. <laughs> it, uh, it's very proper. Yeah. It is It is vegan. And vegetarian... It's vegetarian society approved. And it says Viva Vegan next to that. Which is not a seal of approval from anyone. It's just a saying. <laughs> um, it was packed in Sri Lanka. <laughs> And it should be stored in a cool, dry place. Can I see it? <laughs> That's what I have to say about this tea. Oh, it's also a bagged tea. That's an important oh, yes, we... distinction. We don't have too many bagged teas. Um, I have nothing to say other than the back of this label is in many different languages. There's what I believe is French. There's German. Weisser tea. Bernin is my um, German pronunciation of that, which don't know if it's right. Um, yeah, I just think that's important to know. The sun never sets on the British Empire. Isn't that what they say? Yes. Or they used to. <laughs> um, when there was a British Empire. Emily, don't get mad. There isn't one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to bring it back to the Queen somehow, and I couldn't. <laughs> Her face is still on the money in uh, Canada and maybe Australia. If I had the choice in the matter, she'd be on my money. If I had a choice in the matter, no one would be on our money. What would be on our money? Um, the different like um, marshmallows from Lucky Charms, hearts, stars, <laughs> yeah, horseshoes. Yeah, I think that's fair. Clovers. And what would balloons. be what would be your hundred dollar bill then? Uh, the shooting star one, which I think mm. is a newer one. Yeah, shooting star. Um, Or a heart, maybe a heart, or it's a heart on a one because ones are the most. Like Washington's on the one, right? Because everyone he's everyone's favorite president or our first president, right? And then it's weird how it's assigned now, right? (laughs) And Benjamin Franklin was never a president, right? He was not a president. He was an inventor and a philanderer. Mm -hmm. Hamilton's on on a bill, right? Yes, he's on the ten dollar bill. The ten dollar founding father without a father oh, got yeah. a lot farther by working a lot harder. And they might put Harriet Tubman yeah. on the twenty. I think the they 20. should. They really should. Um, I read somewhere that someone 
who I don't want to say is Trump, but might be Trump or one of his um, cronies wants her to not be on the $20 bill. Yeah, of course. Sounds about right. Of course. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, they, don't, they don't even need to give a reason for it. They're just like, I don't want that to be true. And then all their followers are like, yeah, that's correct. So when TBD is our own country, we're going to have the queen on most bills, the lucky charms, over marshmallows my, on some. dead body. And Andrew, what do you want to be on the, the bills? Oh, your own country, anyone you want. <laughs> or anything. It doesn't have to be a person. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason, Legos are really sticking out right now. Oh, I can see that. Legos? Is it because my apartment's covered in them? 100%. <laughs> what, 100. When you say Legos, bricks. Do you, okay, that's bricks. what I was going to ask. Yep. Bricks are built structures, nope, but built. Just, just bricks. Just bricks. Matt is currently playing <laughs> with his Legos. Flying around uh, um, Anakin's thing. Would you. This is exactly how I thought this would go. <laughs> This is this is the conversation I want to be having right We're now. We're having a pretty silly Honestly, version of TBD today. <laughs> I definitely need to know something about the bricks, though. Would you have like, so like a red brick in the color of the money be like reddish, or would all of the money being the same color and you just have different size bricks? Ooh. <laughs> huh. I see. I think of it like multicolored. Okay. Just. And maybe it's just one bill is a Lego. So maybe the oh. whole family of currency is is just toys. Ooh, okay. Mm, interesting. Because I was going to ask, do you just think that we should go to a change-based society and the change is now Legos? <laughs> so like... A, like <laughs> no, I, I would never advocate for that. <laughs> can you imagine carrying no. that around? <laughs> I can, yeah. That'd be fun. So many injuries. And then you could... Stepping but, on... Oh. You could play like... <laughs> stepping on legos you could build stuff with your money you go to the bar you order a beer and you like hand them a little car you made out of legos and you just know it's like the right amount of money i mean i don't know i think if all right here's my proposal (laughs) one day a year you can buy everything everything is is payable by lego so it's not it's just fun for one day so it's the purge but with legos yeah this is a much nicer version of the purge no one dies. You just get cute little models instead of money Until for a day. People step on them. And, and then they're it, all jumping around on one foot. And then I, they fall all over the place and they and break their arms. That's arm. mass hysteria. May may I offer you that this here. This is the solution. Go ahead, please. Here please. it is. Here it is. Yes. There you won't step on Legos because now they're worth money. So no one will leave them on the ground. But that's they're definitely not valuable. All it over is the definitely ground. not. True. There would be not a one cent value one. I would get rid of the one cent. Mm-mm. one. That is actually something I believe. Yeah. Down with pennies. But I also see nickels on the ground. I see dimes on the ground. I see quarters on the ground. They're all on the Legos ground. Legos are worth going to be worth in this society a minimum of fifty cents a piece, <laughs> and no one will discard them. <laughs> a bunch of JFK half dollars. <laughs> yeah. I have a half dollar. You guys have half dollars. I have one. I don't know if I do. I also have a buffalo nickel. Nickel. One of my uncles buffalo collects coins. Nickel. Yeah. I have a buffalo what nickel. About a wheat penny. I don't know what that is. Wheat. I don't know what that is. It's an old fashioned penny. They had wheat on them on the back. Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I have some crap at home. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the tea. This is the most off the rails episode. And we're not even. I'm so happy to be through. here. I'm so happy. <laughs> I, I slept four hours last night, so I know why I'm loopy. <laughs> um, 
And we started talking about Legos, which always makes me happy. Um, I went out to the Beast last night. R.I.P. Sorry, guys. You Beast. But I left early because it was so crowded. And then I stayed up late to watch Mommy Dead and Dearest about a daughter who um, had her mother killed because of Munchen- Munchausen's oh, by I proxy. Know, I know all about this. It was very good. Oh, I know nothing about it. Oh, it's good. It's on HBO. You got to watch it. I never watched this, but I've... It was like... It was in the news. I mean, yeah, it was in the news. Uh and she was recently again in the news. But yeah, it's about like her. Yeah. Her mom like told everyone that she couldn't walk and that she had leukemia and had muscular dystrophy and all these other things. And she, she didn't have any of them. She just gave her medicine that like tricked doctors into thinking that she had those symptoms. So And she moved around a lot. Or yeah, or would just would like ignore doctor's advice and things like that. Yeah. So and, it's the real life version of the Bubble Boy movie. The very classic film starring jake gyllenhaal yeah uh yeah it's sort of like that okay. uh yeah. but then she murdered her and her boyfriend schemed to murder her mom what so a- it's very different yes in, th- in that one way yeah. Yeah. what i learned from this is that the boyfriend <laughs> is very creepy um it's all it's it's very sad from multiple angles because it's very sad because it's like you know she murdered her mom and that's bad but then also her mom like it was like, I mean, it's child abuse, what she did to her daughter for all those yeah. years. Like she had a feeding tube that she didn't need. It was like yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, it was bad. I heard about this a, a couple years ago when it was like, I guess probably when the murder first happened, but I know it's like been back in the news yeah. lately. Back to this tea. <sighs> back to this tea. <laughs> um. This is our third pair kind of tea in like four weeks. Yes. And I have to say that I am happy that I finally am tasting pear. <laughs> I can taste oh, the pear. it's very prominent. Yeah. Yeah. I actually hadn't sipped this tea until right before we started talking about Legos. And I normally start drinking the tea well before then, but I also had some soda to drink. Um, <laughs> and this is very good tea. Yeah. I, I, um, I'll i tell you what, guys. I'm not a huge pear fan. Just like in life, I'm just generally not a huge pear fan. Mm-hmm. But I like this flavor and it, this is doing it for me. <laughs> it's very subtle. It is. It also has ginger, which... Do I taste the ginger? I'm going to drink. I don't really... I don't taste the ginger. I don't really taste it, but... Because um, I think of ginger as, like, spicier, and this doesn't really strike me as spicy in any way. No. It's very... Taste, it's sweet. I taste the peach. The pear. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> you could make a pear ginger pie. I could. Yeah. Just saying. It's um, not a bad idea. Thanks. I only have good ideas. I've never had a bad idea. Ever. Um, I had a, um, I had a cocktail the other night with candied ginger in it, which is a very good thing to add to a drink. It was like a garnish, not in it, because it'd get weird and soggy if it was in the drink. So, I would put it in the drink and then let it get all soggy and then eat it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it is a weird thing. You're not wrong. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yep. I ate it dry, only slightly wet because it was wrapped in a lime, or like a mm. like a a lime that was sliced like a wheel, wheel slice. Oh, so you could kind of wrap it around, not a wedge, a wheel. Wheels work, you guys, just like walls work. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> at the Museum of Math, there's a bike that doesn't have circular wheels; it has a square wheel. Of math. Museum of Math. M a t h. Yes, math. I I, I, don't know. I think you were saying it right. I just, I don't know. It's it's by Madison Square Park. Okay. 
It's it's in my thesis, which you could download um, if you Google um, Emily Riggins using the arts to teach math and science in a museum setting. Thank you. I believe you told me not to read it. <laughs> oh, I don't want anyone to read it, but you could see it. Uh-huh. I'm 100% going to read this. <laughs> it does it's, sound interesting. It's very long. But one of my case studies is I went to the Museum of Math. You know, there's another museum right near Madison Square Park called um, the Museum of Sex. I have not been to that. They're right around the corner from each and other. I've been to the Museum of Sex. It shows you where I guess I'm at in my yep. life. <laughs> museum for Math. Get out of here, <laughs> nerds. Um, the museum? museum of Sex? <laughs> I would say they both, from what I understand, I've not been to the Museum of Sex, are interactive. The Museum of Math is very interactive. Um, the Museum of Sex is more interactive than you're, going, you're giving it credit for. No, I think they're both interactive. Oh, okay. I would just say, I, I don't know from experience because mm. I've not been there. But mm. from the posters I see on these subways, I, they look very interactive. Yeah. There's that bouncy castle that's made out of boobs. Yeah. That's the poster I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've only been once. I'm not some kind of <laughs> maniac who goes there all the time. <laughs> Andrew, have you, have you ever been to? I've been to neither. I think I've been to two museums in New York since I've been here. Which two? I can't think of the second one, but the first one is the moving image one in Astoria. Oh, I want to go to that one. It's it's very lovely. All all Muppet stuff there was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. There's a big, big, big bird. Uh, <laughs> is and, it as uh, big as Big Bird is, or is it bigger? Oh than no, big it, bird? it's it's life size. Mm-hmm. Uh, did bring a tear to my eye. Uh-huh. Very very small little glint of tear. I think the same guy, didn't the same guy who played Big Bird, like, play him for, like, 40 years? Yeah. <laughs> Carol Spiner. Mm-hmm. He also played uh, Oscar. Wow. Oscar. Two two opposite sides of a coin right yep. there. Uh, have you been any, like, the, the... How big is the moving image museum? You can do it in, like, an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not my favorite size of a museum. It's not that big, but there's enough there where you can just look at everything and it's going to keep your attention that's good because i every museum i've ever been to not everyone but any of like the big ones i mean if you go to a big one i spend a couple hours and i'm like i want nothing more than to be out of here forever (laughs) and even if i miss like a whole floor i'm like i literally cannot be here for one more second um i agree as a person who deeply loves museums i agree um i also like to read all this stuff so if it's a huge museum i you just it's just not practical but if it's a small museum, you can. I think that's my problem is I like reading the stuff too. And at a certain point, I'm just, I, I break down and I go, no more reading. <laughs> and then I just start breezing through. And then I realize like, I'm not really paying attention anymore. <laughs> um, you're not learning anything. No. And I and when you're not learning, you have to leave. <laughs> it's the rules of a museum. Have you been to Brooklyn Museum? That's the second one. Yeah. There you go. It's right, it's right up really the street. really close. It's very close. That's the museum I've been to the most, probably my whole life. So I've been several times since I've lived here. <laughs> I think I've honestly only been to that one twice. I've been to another art museum. That's three. I've lied. What's the other one? Whoa. Oh, I don't know. They all have the same names. Oh, Whitney. Noya Gallery, Whitney, Museum of Modern Art, Met. <sighs> the Museum of Natural History, not an art museum. <laughs> I don't think it was the Met. It might have been the Met. It was the one that has the big monet room that's probably the met monet, but it could monet, also monet, be the monet. but i think it could be either it's not the whitney it's definitely not the whitney 
Just check out the window. What did the outside look like? <laughs> did it look like an office building or did it look like some steps? It was rainy, so my head was down. I feel like you were at the MoMA. Because the outside isn't impressive, but the outside of the Met is impressive. Because there's steps, like in Gossip Girl. Oh, I'm so, this is so out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the tea. <laughs> Oh, we're going all over the place. Um, I think really the only thing we need to discuss about this tea is, hey, Andrew, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, This, oh God, I wasn't prepared for the question. It's behind you. The label's behind you. Okay, let's try this again. Forget that happened. Listener and everyone here. Andrew, mm-hmm. is this London Tea Company, white tea, pear, tatin, your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Hmm. And feel free to expand on the question. Yeah. The question answer. Okay, so I'm not. I like a spicier tea. So ginger, by default, is right up my wheelhouse. Mint is always good. I don't like things that are too fruity, and this feels too fruity. But the caffeine in this, because it is caffeinated, mm-hmm. is my cup of tea oh. <laughs> so anything that has caffeine because i am unfortunately addicted to it i love caffeine so much will be my cup of tea so regardless of how i feel about the taste i will drink this again sounds yeah. good um, i have two things to say off that is one a little behind the scenes action is that prior to picking out the tea we were going to go with an uncaffeinated tea that's what we discussed last night but then we did we Got, I got here. Matt was like, I'm sleepy. So he's like, text Andrew what he, what he wants. So I did. And Andrew said caffeinated, which is why we have this tea. We went, we went from not caffeinated to caffeinated, just like that. Yep. Um, and a second, this is a question for you, Andrew. This is a question I normally ask prior to this. Although the last two weeks, we have not gotten to it prior to the questions being asked is, <laughs> what is your relationship to tea? Ooh, okay. So this is something that I prepared for, even though I was not asked ahead of time. So I, when I worked at a mall, I worked at Tivana. What mall? Oh. It was the Pheasant Lane Mall in Nashua, New Hampshire. And I worked as a salesperson at that Tivana. I was terrible at it. My my sales were not great. Um. But that's kind of where I learned about loose tea and was around it all the time. And it was one of the most enjoyable, not typical, like a mall job that I probably could have had. It was the most optimal for me. Okay. Okay. Um, Is it sad to you that all Tivanas are gone? Yes and no. Um, it, I mean, it's a store. It's a chain store. I'm not, if I can go to any place that's not a chain, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it being bought by Starbucks is more surprising than them closing them all down. Weird move, right? Yeah. Buy them all and then shut them all down. Yep. <laughs> String them along for a couple of years and then fire everybody. Starbucks, pretty cool company. My <laughs> uh, New Year's resolution of only going there once every other week is going very well. Um, no big deal. Congrats. Thank you so much. Um, my New Year's resolution of not buying any new books in 2019 is going terribly new books um not buying new books yeah she she has to read her old books yeah i went to barnes and noble to buy my friend a baby book i came out with four books for me two books for her 
And then I guess I did buy some old books from a library book sale, which does it count? Does it not count? I did buy roughly kind 10 of, books. It's the kind of negotiating an addict would <laughs> go I through. I love books so much. <laughs> Anyways, I was going to ask a question. I was. I know where I'm at. <laughs> Is it about, oh, to me? Yeah. Okay. Unless... Hey, Matt, uh-huh. is this white tea, pear, tatin, your cup of tea, or not your cup of tea? Um, as I said earlier, I'm not a huge pear fan in real life, but as a tea flavor, it seems perfectly fine. And uh, this is also a white tea, which is like my favorite kind of tea. And white tea is off- also often, I feel, paired with like a fruit that sort of enhances it a little bit because um, white tea i think is a little more this is just me spouting off what i think is true whether this is true or not i don't know but it feels like white tea just like it's more easily taken over by like a fruit flavor mm-hmm. or more easily enhanced maybe mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of people probably think plain white tea is boring <laughs> even though i like it um but yeah this, I, this is my cup of tea it's white tea it's fine it's good two for two so far Certainly. Now, I just have to ask you, Emily, Claire Riggins, (laughs) do you find this white tea, pear tatin? It's spelled so weird. White tea, comma, pear tatin. I do think it would make more sense to be like white pear tea or white pear tatin tea. But anyways, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Pear, Pear tatin white tea. That's what I should just, that's what I would call it. That's what I'm renaming it right now. By the London Tea Company, is this your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? I had already interrupted you once. You didn't have to wait. Um, (laughs) It's okay. Matt, I'm going to tell you something. Andrew, I'm going to tell you something. I love tea and I like pears. I don't want to say I love pears, but I like pears. I am coming around on white tea. I enjoy this tea. I would drink this tea again. It's my cup of tea. Three for three. Three, four, three. We should really have a song for three for three. I mean. I just did it. (laughs) Three, four, three, three, four, three, (laughs) three, 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 three. It's a singing podcast now. We'll keep working on that one. (laughs) Nope. That's it. That's the song. I think you just keep working on it. (laughs) Nope. That's it. That's the song. We've got a two for two. Keep working on it. (laughs) Two for two. (laughs) Two for two. Each each one should have a different song, right? Two for two, three for three, one for one, or <laughs> o for one, o for two, o for three. These each. Or there's never a one. No, there's never one for one. Yeah. Unless like there's a week where one of us has to solo. <laughs> should be very strange. <laughs> we have no guest and no co-host. <laughs> I'm just gonna talk about this tea that I don't like. Here, <laughs> I got a tea I hate. <laughs> Here's a topic I hate. <laughs> no one's here to talk to me. Oh god. Uh, Honestly, I want to do that one just cuz I think it'd be funny. Um Andrew, I got to tell you something. Sure. We're so happy you're here. Likewise. Um you've been on my list of people to ask for some time. But now, just so you know that everything you've recorded to this point does not matter. Great. Because it's now your time to shine. Ugh. Andrew, welcome to the podcast stage and please share with us what your topic is going to. B. <laughs> All right. So let me. He's shifting to yep. get ready. 
We're going to talk tiki drinks. Tiki, tiki drinks. drinks. We're going to talk tiki drinks. Fun, fun. Can you define for us and the listener what a tiki drink <laughs> is? Emily needs to know. <laughs> I have an idea and I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. <laughs> okay, so I think it's more of a state of mind than Ooh. it is an actual drink. Mm. Usually a tiki drink is fruit-based, has a whole bunch of rum in it. But I think when I'm drinking a tiki drink or at a tiki bar, I I feel very happy. So I think it's more state of mind than it is, which I mean, obviously that is not the correct yeah. dictionary definition mm-hmm. of tiki drink, what it is, but it's very kind of, it's an experience, yes. um, but typically it's a bunch of rum. All kinds of fruit. Rum. Okay. Fruit. <laughs> I can get behind both of those things. And also feeling happy. Yep. Um uh your birthday. And exactly. Was most recently at a tiki bar. Yep. Superpower uh in Brooklyn. Up the street from here where we're recording right now. <laughs> Is that the mm, I have a question. Is that the one I went to a tiki bar once that had sand on the floor? Is this the same one? Uh it is not. Was that the one in Williamsburg? I don't remember. I, yes, yes, it was. It's like surf bar. Yeah, I would see. I don't know too too much about the drinks because I've only had food there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, people have referred to it as a tiki bar. Mm-hmm. So I mean, sure. All right. Were you happy when you were there? Um, I was happy there, although it was a very weird experience to be in regular shoes walking on sand. Yes, it it's a, very it's very jarring if you're not yes. expecting it. Is it like? Uh, is it like? Beach levels of sand, like a thick. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty thick. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> it's better, but I think if you have too much sand, then it gets that like rough feeling, and you don't want that. Right. It wasn't like I'm, I'm like working out trying to get from five feet from one. Okay. Yeah. But it was like enough to set the the mood that you yeah. are in a different place. Yeah. Mm. You're not ever hitting real ground, but it's not like. And it's also not enough to get in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, in my head, it was five to six inches. I think that's very wrong. Is that really? too much? But in my head, again, I can't really make that distinction because I don't remember. It's been a few years. It's also been a few years for me. I feel like five inches is, you're in sinking territory. Yep. You're in it's going to get in your shoes territory. I don't know. If it's like, an, I, if it doesn't get in your shoes, <laughs> on the rating of gets in your shoes or doesn't get in your shoes, I would assume if it doesn't, it's probably only like, an inch or less probably less but i feel like it was more than an inch because like when you walked like i was wearing like boots so like your boots would have sunk down to the floor okay so i feel like it was more than an inch i'm gonna say three inches okay i still feel like, i don't i don't like three inches i don't like that <laughs> it it felt like it felt weird it was the appropriate amount. It was the appropriate amount whatever the amount was I don't know. we should all go there afterwards take our rulers measure it out what is but, this place called? What's this place called? I think it's called Surf Bar. I don't Surf remember. Bar in Williamsburg. Yeah. Um, I just I mostly remember it's in Williamsburg because I went from a place in Union Square there. Mm. It's so easy to get from Union Square to Williamsburg. Except for right now, right when now. the L is closed. Anyways, Andrew, let's go back to tiki drinks. While sure. Is looking yes. up Surf Bar. Yeah. When was the first time you had a tiki drink? All right. So there was this Best Bars in America show that. Uh, comedian Sean Patton that comedian Sean Patton hosted 
and he went to this bar in Chicago called Three Dots and Dash, and I thought it looked like the coolest bar. It's also a speakeasy type thing where it's in the back alley, and you have to find the door. And I went there, and it's just this massive basement, and it's it's got like this rainforest vibe, so it's very much like they lean in to the Polynesian aspect of a tiki bar. Yeah. And the way and like all of the mugs were were great because traditional tiki mugs are some sort of like Maori or Polynesian mm-hmm. type of totem type of yeah. mug, which is always very fun. Uh, their garnishes were unreal. I had a banana daiquiri. Don't like banana daiquiris mm-hmm. normally. Um, but the garnish was a dolphin made out of a banana, which I thought was unreal. <laughs> like it definitely made me happier knowing that. Okay, I need to break down this banana banana dolphin. Was it like sculpted? It was a banana that had been cut in half, still in the peel. Okay. And they put like allspice or like anise in in like mm-hmm. the eyes and like cut the stem of it a mm-hmm. little bit so it was like its mouth was open mm-hmm. so it looked very much like a dolphin but it was a banana interesting i think i love this <laughs> if i'm picturing it the way it's being pictured i i might have a picture of it oh god i'd love to see it i have to dig back but i think i'll be able to find it um you got to send that to us so yep. you can put it on the gram yep mm. okay uh, we've now broken down the um, dolphin banana keep going uh, but that was the first place that I had a tiki drink mm-hmm. at. To my, I mean, to my knowledge, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, How long ago was this? I want to say it was 2015. Mm-hmm. And so, for the last three to four years, this, this has been your your yeah. deal, your cup of tea. Some would say. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. Okay. So you went to Chicago. Yep. To this place, and you had a tiki drink. Tell me about the feeling you first had like i think it was just being so immersed into this place mm-hmm. where it's like they have the very traditional like cuisine which was poo-poo platters like crab rangoon like they went for it mm-hmm. um and the drinks were all great and by nature i don't really like hot weather places mm-hmm. i don't like rum and i don't like fruity drinks so the fact that i love tiki bars mm-hmm is very strange mm-hmm. because everything that a tiki bar is by nature, I should not like. Yeah. So if let's say you were here and I was like, I'm making you a drink and mm-hmm. it had rum and fruit and just a glass, would you like it? Probably not. No. <laughs> I mean, I would be very thankful that it was made for me. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and appreciative, <laughs> but it wouldn't be something, it would not be a drink choice that I would make. Yes. Or ask for. Okay. You like my ties? I do. Yeah. It's fruit rum. Yep. Mostly. That's a I it's a tiki drink, right? I would classify yeah. my Oh, time. it's very much a tiki drink. Um Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've that's my first input I've had in a while. <laughs> my ties are good. I have a tiki glass somewhere in my uh cabinets here. Or maybe two. Um, this is a question for everyone. <laughs> um I'm glad you're opening this one up. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know I don't know if I would it would it be a tiki drink if it's in like a pineapple or a coconut? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be in that that glass. I know uh, bearded ladies technically a tiki bar. Yeah, there's sort of a yeah. Yeah. Is that the one with the mini stage? 
No. Um, it's the one that uh, you didn't go to my birthday. Yep. <laughs> Your birthday was oh, yes. also at a tiki bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we went there recently, right? Yeah, we did go that other time. And yeah. We just sort of sat by the door for a little bit. Yeah. And then we all went home. <laughs> we didn't stay very long. Remember, but, we almost went bowling or something, and then we didn't. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think oh, it was the... Uh, it was the day we recorded the fall episode. Yes. And we were here recording that. Then we all went to the Bearded Lady, stayed there for an hour or possibly less, and then parted ways. <laughs> that bar. Um, I didn't go to Matt's party mm-hmm. for his birthday because I was out of town, not because I was a bad friend. <sighs> to clarify this thing from nine months ago. <laughs> yep. Just wanted everyone to know. <laughs> Emily did go out to celebrate my birthday with me, just not on just not at my birthday party yes we went out and got drinks separately that's yeah. adorable <laughs> thank you we also went with alex simmons whose birthday is also the same time and was the same time as my birthday and his birthday was it was a group birthday me and alex <laughs> and some other people um who else oh, laura's birthdays then and this other woman's birthday um <laughs> I just not a person, not a podcast, not someone who's done on the podcast. I'm not throwing shade at them. <laughs> I just um, don't want to. Re- I don't. I don't need to mention random people that most people listening don't know who they are. Anyways, um, okay, I have I have so many more questions about tiki drinks and tiki bars. Um, oh, and my drink from earlier with the uh, ginger and the lime that was from the bearded lady. Uh, so yep, it in itself was um, a drink in the realm of what we're talking about. I wouldn't really consider that drink a tiki drink that I had. But. Oh, I, I wanted to jump in, uh, but I didn't want to bury the lead mm-hmm. with, with my topic. Okay. This was yeah. a lot of tongue biting. It's funny when that happens. Well, before we started recording, we were talking about um, hockey, people's favorite hockey teams. And I was like, I wonder if this could be Andrew's topic. Nope. And we're jumping on it right nope. now. And uh, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to like be awkward um, about it. But <laughs> there were so many topics that I could have chosen. Yeah. God, I can't wait to ask you at the end. If I don't remember, just say that. Oh, the... What your other topics might have been. Oh, okay. Well, not now. But not now. <laughs> not now. We're still talking about tiki drinks. Right. Okay, back to tiki drinks. Um, What is your... Okay, I'm going to ask this first. What is your favorite tiki drink you've ever had? I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, I get very drunk because they're very strong. That I just order whatever seems interesting. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what they were. Yeah. The only thing I remember is the banana daiquiri because it was... The first one? No, it wasn't even the first one. It was just the banana. So visually, mm-hmm. the visual was what. Yeah, I gotta say, me. if you're get if you're, <laughs> it's the problem with cocktails of any oh, kind. Yeah. Is like you just start drinking them and then you've had too many and then you don't remember what happened. That's there's, clearly. I mean, there's the mai tai and there's the the beachcomber, which very traditional. There's zombies, painkillers. There's very traditional mm-hmm. Fro- drinks, frozen drinks. Yeah, that. Pretty much every tiki bar makes. Yeah. Daiquiris. Pina colada? Do you like yeah. pina coladas? This is a singing say. podcast now. I mean, it's, yeah. Pina, I guess it's this, that's the same like universe of drinks. Yep. Maybe not exactly a tiki yeah. drink, but the same world. Tropical yep. resort drinks. I'll, well, I think everything we just mentioned is made with rum. These are all rum drinks. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I mean, daiquiris, mai tais, pina coladas uh painkillers that's also rum yeah i think there's a lot of these are rum <laughs> yeah and just 
because I did do a little bit of research on just the history of everything. I think the guy who created the first one in California, he had moved to, I think, the South Pacific. And because everything is very, like, cane-focused, like sugar cane and whatnot, that they're all rum drinks that Mm -hmm. are there. So he came back to America and went to the and open that bar Mm. and that's why everything like that is all very polynesian Mm -hmm. and it's very rum based Mm -hmm. because of just what that's like and what the those island themes are Mm -hmm. the cultures there um does rum what does rum taste like without any flavoring i don't like it yeah i don't think i would either but i mean it's sweet because it's made from sugar right um so it pairs well with sweet things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like you know, rum and coke, or like uh, rum and coke, rum and coke. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, or all like any of these, like any of like the mai tai stuff or daiquiri, like they're just you're adding juices and mm-hmm. so those are sweet. I mean, I guess you can just, I guess it's a little different from like vodka, where like you you probably wouldn't order like I guess you could order, but like a rum and soda isn't really like a common beverage yeah um but uh and then like a coke i mean a coke and vodka is also a thing you could order but isn't like as common as like a rum and coke or a whiskey and coke um so yeah i guess you'd stick it with sweeter stuff um and there are like dark and white rums which are also pretty distinctly different so like the dark rums tend to be either spiced or sweeter so it's like captain morgan's which another drink I don't like very much. Yeah. Like that that to me is very syrupy. Uh yeah, it is kind of it's kind of thicker. Yep. I I if my history uh is correct on this, uh rum was sort of invented to transport sugar back to Europe when they found sh- like there's no sugar in Europe. <laughs> I don't think before they came to the Americas. Uh and there were no tomatoes by the way. Tomatoes were discovered in South America and then brought to Europe. So Italians did not have pasta sauce until uh the discovery of america but uh rum was exporting is so fascinating by Um, the way very weird (laughs) i gotta say a life without tomatoes is a life i don't want to live and also no sugar they didn't put sugar in there or they probably maybe they did have sugar but it was hard to get or i don't know but they started transporting it as rum so that's like how sweet it is it's just like the that i used to drink sailor jerry rum for like that would that was like my that was like a go-to of mine. I liked it a lot and now I can't even imagine drinking it. Or I could put it, I I don't want to just I don't want to defame poor Sailor Jerry. It tastes it still tastes fine in a drink. I just can't imagine just taking like shots of it. I don't take shots of anything anymore. That's what we'll say. Ugh. That's not my life anymore. Wow. I'm going through something over here just imagining shots. Um Let's go back to tiki drinks. Because what I'm really getting from you, Andrew, is not that you like the flavors of tiki drinks. Is that you just you just want to be on a beach, but not be in a hot beach. No, I don't want to I don't like beaches. I don't either. I don't like beaches. So the fact that I am so drawn to this, I think it's because it creates that beach atmosphere mm-hmm. in not beach like places. Mm-hmm. So that is much more appealing to me than actually going to a beach. Do you like Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville I do. restaurants? I actually <laughs> like that so much. <laughs> yeah. And 
because it's just like you're you're there you're not there to have a delicious like five star meal Mm -hmm. like you're not going there knowing that what you're having is yeah the best thing you'll ever eat Mm -hmm. you're going there to have fun which Mm -hmm. i think is very similar to tiki bars you're 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 gonna go there because it's a different experience and it's a lot of fun i gotta say i do agree with you there that tiki bars sound like a beach with all all the bad parts about a beach which is being in the sun getting sunburned being sticky from the salt, getting sand everywhere. All of those things are not fun beach things. Just so, just for fairness sake, I am pro beach. So this podcast, we know, it's not three out of three hating beaches here. Three out of three. I like going to beaches where two out of three. Or one out of three likes beaches. Two out of three doesn't like beaches. I think we have a positive rating system. So it'd be, we'd be one out of three cups of teas to beaches. <laughs> I think if, if we're going based cups on to tea, <laughs> cups of teas going to beaches. <laughs> oh, um, uh, why would you put yourself in a position to get sunburned? You know, uh, get sunburned hey, anywhere. I know. I hate. I hey, hate listen to Tom Brady and drink water. You'll never get sunburned. <laughs> he won the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> he also cheated on his pregnant girlfriend. Anyways, <laughs> hey, we're not all perfect, <laughs> but he doesn't get sunburned, and you do. <laughs> I don't really get sunburned either. Doesn't he also have a weird trainer that's like? Yeah, he has, he has like nutritionist. It's like voodoo. Yeah. He has like a voodoo. Uh, yeah, nutritionist. <laughs> but he also doesn't like eat strawberries or something like that. Like he's he has like a whole thing against strawberries. Like um, uh, whatever. <laughs> first of all, that's wrong. That's the worst thing I've ever heard about Tom Brady. That is like strawberries. Yeah, strawberries are delicious. But him cheating on his pregnant wife is uh, that's a lesser offense. <laughs> um, I mean. Listen, I'm not saying it's lesser. I'm saying I don't understand either. He also thinks any like anything you anything that's like gone wrong with you in your life ever is basically because you haven't drank enough water. <laughs> like sunburns, concussions. He thinks they're all water. <laughs> I literally want to roll my eyes so hard, but this is an audio medium, not a visual medium. Mm-hmm. So, listen, it's it's uh, it's hard being any kind of athlete and also being a reasonable human being. <laughs> don't meet athletes or find anything else about them they're i don't necessarily believe that but i <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's egos there's egos everywhere yeah but they i don't know they just it's because they all believe the weirdest stuff i don't know like tom brady believing water like prevented him from getting concussions like it's fun to make fun of tom brady because it's fun to make fun of tom brady about stuff but like I can only imagine the number of athletes who either like agree with that or have their own like insane. Sure, but similar thoughts. We, I mean, everyone has weird thoughts like that. That's true, but I, I guess like athletes are more likely to be sure that what they're doing is like like because they've had so much reinforcement in their life. They're you know these amazing athletes. Like they have to assume everything they've been doing has been to enhance their athleticism. That's how I think they think. Um, I don't know. You don't think? <laughs> it's like, I don't, I, I'm still getting, getting around the idea that he thinks hydration helped cure him of, or prevent him from getting concussions. That, that I can't wrap my head well, around. So, so I guess here's the thing is if, if his theory, if, if he's never had concussions, no matter what, he's going to like probably associate, like if he's seen all these other 
football players, you know, get concussions, he's probably thinking like, what is the thing about me that makes me not get concussions? And the, you know, answer is probably that either he has had concussions and he doesn't know it, or he's just been lucky. But I just feel like athletes don't necessarily attribute stuff like that to athletes don't like to attribute anything to luck. No no one does, really. I mean, you don't want to assume anything you do is out of luck. You want to think, oh, it's because I did this thing. And I think that's just him, his rationalization of why he doesn't think he's ever had concussions is that he drinks lots of water. It's like a correlation causation thing. like Yeah, which is a common yeah. problem people face is they don't understand. You know, I will say this about Tom Brady. I need to drink more water. But I, I've also never had a concussion. I think we could all probably drink a little more water. I don't know. How much water do you drink, Andrew? Do you think you drink enough? Not enough. For sure, not enough. Yeah. I know I don't. I don't I don't drink enough water. But I won't drink more just cuz Tom Brady tells me to. Um back to tiki drinks. Yes. Um I think you should drink plenty of water after oh you yeah, have. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um Oh god. Um What was I going to ask? Oh. So we've mentioned two tiki bars in New York. Yes. And we mentioned one in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We mentioned at least 3 in New York. What are That's true. Anyways, we're going to move on from the math portion of this podcast <laughs> and discuss other tiki bars that you've been to, your favorites. Those are it. Those like, are it. Like it's a, it's, it, it's something that I care very deeply about. Yeah. And I think because it's not, there's so many different mm-hmm. sections of it. Like you can think of a ton of aspects, like the guy who, who went to the South Pacific and mm-hmm. learned all about it and yeah. picked it up and then in the. Tw- late 20s 30s started down the beachcomber in la yeah he was like he was like a, a rum runner too mm-hmm. like that's such an interesting aspect of it like being a bootlegger and that's how you figured out all of these things about rum mm-hmm. and then you created that that also that aspect of it fascinates yeah. me you also have uh the enchanted tiki room in uh, Walt Disney World and, and Disneyland, which I love very much. And that's kind of a very similar culture, mm-hmm. cultural vibe. I think it's it's not necessarily the bars themselves. It's like what is associated yeah. with it that I identify and love very much. Mm-hmm. It is a cool, it's it's like a cool aesthetic. Like yeah. the a couple of the bars you mentioned earlier, um, Beauty Lady or Super, Super Power, um, I mean, that surf bar looks pretty cool. I've never been, but I looked at some photos while we were talking about it. Uh, but those are two, like, just, like, cool bars to hang out in. Yeah, and, just, and yeah. by nature, like, if you, I was also in a, when I was in Oslo last summer, there was a tiki bar there that I went to, and it was really cool. But I think vibe-wise and, and decor, it's they're not very different from each other. Yeah. It's, you know what you're going into, and they all kind of model themselves after one another. Yeah. In a way that I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Let's get some palm, palm leaves in there. Um, yeah. I do think they have like a fun, they're always, from what I'm imagining, just like a lot of stuff on the walls, not a lot of blank spaces. It's very kitschy. Yes. Which I think is so funny. They'll yeah. put little monkeys in your drink, little plastic animals in your drink sometimes. I have a collection of them on my desk over there. <laughs> um, I do love it when a drink comes with. In college, we had this place that would put little dinosaurs in drinks, and I was pro dinosaurs. I'm pro dinosaurs. I agree. <laughs> was that a technically a tiki bar? It might have been, and you didn't even know it. They sold fish bowls, and you poured an extra shot into it. 
And I can't remember the name. Was it Ugly Tuna? I think it was called Ugly Tuna. I think any any of those places that do like fish bowls and scorpion bowl stuff, yeah. they're all trying. They're all in the same. That's the same world. Yeah. The, I will say like the the Chinese restaurants in in Massachusetts are very like similarly vibe. Like lots of scorpion bowls up there. Mm-hmm. At least when I went to UMass, mm-hmm. there was a lot there. Um, I haven't had a good crab rangoon since I've left Massachusetts. There's, and like yeah. poo poo platter and like they like the things that they kind of picked up mm-hmm. in that sort of restaurant mm-hmm. are very similar things to a like a tiki like Polynesian type of yeah. culture like poo poo platter was from a like a tiki bar thing yeah I um I will say that like so the, the bars you've been mentioning in New York that I've been to they're they're sort of like kind of fa- I mean. I'd call them fancy. They're, they're sort of like upper scale, maybe in uh, in quality. I don't know, just like really like really craft cocktails yeah. and things like that. And uh, I'm looking at the dolphin. It's very cute. It's it actually is, better than I thought it was. It, it is better than I thought it was. It has a little cherry in its mouth. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I need um, to go there. And uh, but uh, in Boston, uh, actually, as you mentioned it, um, which a quick shout out. I, yes, I, for some reason I like Chinese food like so much better in Massachusetts. Yeah, I don't know I what agree. I, it, it's just better. Like I've not had good Chinese food in New York as good as I've had in um, several places. Can I just take a time out in this conversation mm-hmm. a second to be a little? Um, guys, you don't have to brag about being able to say a state that I can't say. I'm just saying it so casually. <laughs> Keep going. I'm upset. I want to. I I I don't just say Boston usually because I want to because I'm not. Because I've been to many places of Massachusetts that are not Boston. And I just have so to do have it. I. I've even been to the UMass that Andrew's talking about. Actually, I've been to several of the UMasses because there's more than one. <laughs> I can uh, say UMass. University of Massachusetts. Can't say that. Uh, and, uh, oh, but um, when I was in college, like, the place to go to drink underage uh, was a place that served scorpion bowls. And yep. they had, like, different colors of them that was like how you i they probably had names too but we would just go i want the black scorpion ball or whatever and just like a ton of liquor in a bowl and uh also a bar that i would go out after work with people to was like a it had karaoke but it also was like it just had you could you would order like the stuff you would order on a poo-poo platter but just like like (laughs) there would be a guy walking around with like teriyaki stick like walking around the bar offering sticks of meat to people <laughs> for like you know two bucks or whatever uh and they also were known for their scorpion bowls there and also they're like the all their drinks came in like those like sort of traditional tiki glasses mai tais and whatnot yep. the mugs with the faces on them is that the appropriate way of saying that <laughs> uh, yeah i can picture them i don't yeah, the mugs with faces on it's them. Like ceramic-y things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I I didn't really think about it being a thing there, but I guess like it's sort of more casual. I've been to way more casual ones in Massachusetts where in yep. New York they all seem more like they're going expensive and formal. Yeah. <laughs> and not formal formal, but yeah. Yeah, I mean and just like thinking about it, that like I would never have ever occurred to me that what those those restaurants up there doing was very like tiki but a lot of the things that they took were from that aesthetic mm-hmm. so there's this like original tiki bar that everyone just 
base themselves off of. Yeah. Do you know like how that one became so famous? It's strange to me. <laughs> um, just like, and, and Wikipedia is my source, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, shout out to Wikipedia. Good shout out source. to Wikipedia. <laughs> but like, so you have these places like Don the Beachcomber and Trader Vic's, both in California. And you start with those and you have like all of the celebrities of the time. So if, if Frank Sinatra's there and is like seen, take, like pictures are being taken of him there, like that will get crazy. And then also another thing in the research was after World War II, you have a lot of people who are stationed in the South Pacific. So when they're coming back, they're taking all of these stories that they had from that time and the, the places that they were there. It's very like Polynesian. So that they're bringing back with them. So all of a sudden, just those few bars are now everywhere. So everyone has this sort of shared cultural story of being in the like the Polynesian aspect of it, which I think that's kind of why it took off like that. I don't know if that answers the question a little bit, but yeah. I think yeah. I think like you start off with one and then another person kind of replicated it in a similar way, maybe added a few drinks here and there, and then it kind of spreads out. So you have all of these people that are notorious and have a fame to them talking about it. And then people want that experience, not just in California, they want it elsewhere. And then it kind of spreads like that. Yeah. It's very interesting just how that would multiply in a way (laughs) where you get from like some guy who wanted to start a place to like, existing everywhere in the country or in the world probably i guess you went to one in uh sweden oslo oslo well then also there the they have the contiki museum which is a guy piloted a sort of raft type boat to explore polynesian islands and like explore the contiki island so you have this whole museum dedicated to that Mm. so it's very much in entrenched in their culture do you know what's one thing about Scandinavia is they love museums about boats? There's an entire <laughs> like section of Oslo that's just boat museums. Ugh. I didn't go to Oslo, um, which is a bit of a bit of a bummer. I Viking culture. Um, but yeah, in Copenhagen, I went to a museum that was just about these five Viking boats. In in Sweden, they have the Vasa Museum, which mm-hmm. is about one boat that best... that sunk immediately. Ugh, I loved that museum so much. It was such a poorly designed boat. Um, but yeah, they just love boats. Well, I mean, yeah. The, there's the Norwegian Maritime Museum. There's the Kantiki Museum. And then there was like a polar expedition boat. Like all museums dedicated to this like one specific thing. Yeah. Fascinating. Scandinavia, guys. Wow. Crazy. I love Copenhagen. I want to go back. Uh, you should. Okay. Bye. Gotta go. <laughs> uh, man. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's. You don't see it as much, and I think. Also, another interesting thing is that, when Hawaii was added to, the fiftieth state, you have all of these people who are just like, oh, I need to know everything and anything about this mm-hmm. state. Like they want to be so entrenched in that vibe and that yeah. culture because it's so foreign mm-hmm. like it was such a different place than anywhere yeah the continental north yeah. america states that they bring all of that so you think of like all luau's and and yeah. whatnot so you're bringing that to you so if you're going to hawaii it's like you're going to a completely different place hawaii i will say is a beach place that 
I am dying to go to. So it's not, I mean, I guess maybe it's Caribbean versus like Hawaiian stuff. Um, I would love to go to Hawaii. I'm deeply afraid of volcanoes. Um, they don't just blow up randomly. I'm deeply afraid of volcanoes. There's usually a warning of some um, kind. I go to Yellowstone every year and it's like, it's a real struggle for me those five days because it's on a super volcano, guys. It's just sitting there and it's super. It's not going to Pompeii you. Um, yeah, you say that. I don't think it's going to. I, I do like the idea of bringing Pompeii into a um, a verb vernacular. <laughs> um, logically, I can accept what you're telling me and I can ex- accept what the rangers there are telling me. However, again, I'm just going to say the words super volcano. Not just a volcano, a super volcano. And I don't know why you can go see lava flows. Uh-huh. Our friends Alex Simmons went there last May, and then like two weeks later, a volcano exploded. Thank God he wasn't there. I would have been so stressed out because volcanoes are terrifying. Yet he was fine. He was fine. But guys, <laughs> volcanoes are scary. As are earthquakes, plate tectonics is terrifying. We live on a planet that is constantly changing. And if I think about it too much, I get very anxious. I learned a lot about you in that in this one little yep. rant. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's all. Volcanoes are scary. Um. Sure. But do you know it's not scary? I've never been near a volcano. Tiki drinks. Tiki drinks are not scary. Um. Andrew, do you have any last things you want to say about tiki drinks? No, I think. I mean, I do want to spread the warning of drink in moderation and don't do it. Don't overdo it because it is very alcoholic. And if you have too many good drinks. Yeah, uh, it leads to bad mornings. Mm-hmm. Did you overdo it on your birthday? I actually did not. Mm-hmm. No, good. I heard I heard many a story that people did, um, but I did not. I actually ducked out early, as I'm one to do, because uh, I got sleepy and uh, went home. It's your birthday. You go on whenever you want. Do you exactly. find that the sugary drinks make you more sleepy because you go on like a sugar high and then you crash? Maybe. I also don't like sugar drinks in general because it typically gives me a headache. Mm. So I am willing to make that exception every every time for every a tiki time. drink. Did we ask you what your favorite drink is? I think so. And I think I gave the uh, the very bad answer that I drink too many of them at the same time because I want to try all the different okay. types right, that right. I just end up getting too drunk, unfortunately. So I don't remember. I will say the banana daiquiri one kind of maybe changed my mind about a banana daiquiri, <laughs> but it's only because of that dolphin. Yeah. Well, that dolphin um, can change a lot of minds. That dolphin yeah. was really cute. Oh, I have one more question. So I don't like frozen drinks. Like if I get a margarita, I want it on the rocks. Okay. Are there are there tiki drinks out there for me? There there are plenty of tiki plenty. drinks. Most yeah. of them are not frozen. Most, Most of them are not. not. Like the painkiller is is very famously frozen. But that's just one drink on a... Mm-hmm. Um, like a Mai Tai is just on the rocks. Okay. Uh a daiquiri is can, can be. often be found frozen, but is usually yeah. a, a standard daiquiri is not frozen, but you can have like a frozen, like how you can get, I would say like a frozen margarita is actually the non-standard way of getting, even though they're pretty common, Yeah, a real margarita is not frozen. Ugh, love a margarita. Uh, and I think a lot of these, other than, yeah, the painkiller, yep. most of these are, would not be frozen. Okay. Okay, good. I don't like crunched up ice. It's actually more smoothie based than it is like crushed up. Yeah, I get I like do an like icy. Smoothies. 
Although when I make smoothies, I don't use ice. I use the frozen berries. Yep. And then it makes it less. Pina coladas are, pina coladas are often frozen. Do you too. like pina coladas? I love pina coladas. They're, so they're to answer that fine. question. They're fine. I, I will find that sometimes the pina coladas that I've had taste a little like uh, sunscreen. So there's a little you bit too much coconut. Like banana boat. Who I, yeah, it, I know how things. A that. little too much of the coconut is in there. So mm-hmm. I here I may I recommend to you getting a good going having going somewhere that is going to have a good pina colada because a lot of pina coladas are kind of whatever. Kind of like how there's a lot of places that have margaritas, quote unquote, and they're just like shit. <laughs> and like margaritas generally are good, yep. but some places just or a lot of places have just like a crummy one they sell for like you know four dollars and they're like here we made your margarita and i don't well i'm not gonna say i don't drink those margaritas i know but i'd rather have like a nice margarita where like i i think pina coladas are almost in that world where like oh for a sure. lot of places sell bad ones but if you get a good one which i would say one of the best drinks i've ever had in my life <laughs> was a as a pina colada i had when i was in florida one time and it had like a kiwi um uh, uh paste of some kind in it It, that paste sounds like a gross word but (laughs) no or a little like puree thing and added like that's a much better word yes it is way better uh and it was like not swirled in but sort of like partially in and then you could like mix more of it in if you wanted it was i don't know it was like one of the best drinks i've ever had i'm i had this drink probably 10 years ago i'm still talking about it so (laughs) pretty good i i mean that banana daiquiri i had at least three and a half years ago i'm still yeah it's a big talking point on a podcast for me so yeah uh oh yeah well we're winding down Mm -hmm. uh do you have anything you want to plug shout out to no i mean we were all improv friends yes so i think just plugging the improv teams lumbercon and then is uh my big my big fun team and then my other small fun team is If You Wheel. Uh, we are always available to uh, be booked on shows. So um, Wheels work. I like, I think um, your description as uh, Lumbercon is your big fun team. Also, big fun team, great name for an improv team. It is a very, very typical improv team name. That, that's I know, like but the most improv team name you could probably get. I know, but I just think, what's your team name? Big fun team. Little uh, fun team. Is your uh, dojo still show still happening? We are... I don't think we're on the books for March. That might happen March, Sunday, March 3rd. I think that's the date. Um, I don't know the times because it's not confirmed yet. Well, look out for... But if you follow that. If You Wheel on Facebook, you can find the next show. And then we'll be advertising any LumberCon show we can possibly get booked on. There you go. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. But LumberCon is going to be on an alpaca show yeah, this evening. Yeah, and it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. It's, it it's was already be a fun one. It, as we all know, it was a great show. It was such it a was, good one. It was such a fun show to be at. It yeah. was really like a revolutionary show. Yeah, it sucks that you guys didn't come. Or maybe you did. And thank you so much. And it was a wonderful shared experience. Yeah. Um, well. Also, in the past, I did stand up on this dojo show. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dojo you did. Show. You did. I think you did the very... And... and that came about because we talked about it at my birthday and I, we were yes we were drinking a volcano mm-hmm. and that, that sounds terrifying they lit it on fire uh, why 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 <laughs> because why it, because the alcohol is so high in percentage oh i have a f- why <laughs> i can give i have a quick anecdote about this <laughs> i went to a restaurant 
and I went with my buddy and uh, (laughs) we ordered a scorpion bowl and it came in one of those volcano looking bowls Mm -hmm. and I never experienced the lighting the volcano part on fire so they'll put Bacardi 151 straight in the top of the volcano uh, because that's a flammable it's enough alcohol in it that sets on fire it's also a rum uh, but it's like 75 proof or it's 75 percent alcohol the 151 refers to the proof of yep. it mm-hmm. and your percent is half of your proof i took a serve safe class once um cool and this uh, is a math podcast yeah it is <laughs> it's we're secretly teaching people math um but i'd never experienced that before and they gave us the scorpion bowl they did not light the top on fire and we were drinking the thing stick sticks our straws in we're, we're drinking the the scorpion bowl and then i'm like oh there's a little <laughs> there's a little drink in the top and i stick my straw in and i just sucked up a bunch of Bacardi 151 and I like I immediately knew what I had drank and I was like oh I'm so angry because <laughs> it just burns it just ba- uh. you basically drank lighter fluid yeah I took I took a shot of lighter fluid through a straw <laughs> so it's also probably the grosser way of doing it at least a shot it kind of just goes down your yeah. throat this was like because I thought it would be sweet and tasty it so it lingered in my mouth I was very upset that's my anecdote sorry that happened to you it's a very sad one yeah it's a very sad you know that also happened to me probably like 10 years ago so this this kind of stuff sticks with me (laughs) um all right are we all we're all set we don't have any corrections right nope we've been perfect recently i i know right uh well if you have any corrections please do send them to tbdpodcast at gmail.com if you are have some free time you can rate subscribe and review us on uh, uh, on iTunes, on your favorite podcast listening app, um, Facebook. You can tweet at us. Really, just the iTunes ones. That's the one that matters. I know, but you know, I don't want to. I don't want to force anyone to do something I don't want to do. Yeah, I don't have iTunes for. Well, I do for the sake of this podcast, but I don't use iTunes. Sorry, I do. Um, and you know, I don't know. Check us out on Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah. This no wait. Is that how this goes? <laughs> I've been Matt Armando. I have been Emily Riggins. Oh, thank you, Andrew, for being here. Oh, thanks oh, for yes. having me, guys. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Have to wipe what a delight. What a delight this yeah. was. Andrew, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, guys. This has been TBD. <laughs> That's how I'm cutting. I'm, I'm, I already did the part that goes oh, before yeah. that. <laughs> I love guys. You know what? Okay. So I should have said my topic should have been train wrecks. <laughs> I've loved this episode. Um, These are, th- I have a feeling this is going to be a liked, a, a, a beloved episode because I um, feel like when we're this silly. <laughs> I will also say when I asked Andrew to be on this podcast, I very much struggled. Um, I think this is the time to tell us that I asked him the wrong date and wrong time. Fix the time. Then I was like, wrong date. Hey, can you actually do Sunday, not Saturday? I'm a mess. Oh, because um, you sent me, you sent me like yeah, days and I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, that's how I figured it out. I did still say the 10th. I just said the wrong date. Yeah. Um, and so thank you for being here at the right time. Oh, and uh, anytime. What were your other topics? Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> we what really, we, we made people think this episode was over. <laughs> well, what let's your- keep this train going. <laughs> we're never going to wreck it. Uh, keep going. One of them could have been pie making. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, running half marathons. Okay. Um, comedy, like improv comedy podcasts, like mm-hmm. a comedy bang bang or mm-hmm. a teacher's lounge. Um, I know that wrestling had been taken, but some sort of wrestling mm-hmm. uh, and hockey has already been done. Hockey so been. I was, I was going to do some sort of hockey. You could have done the flyers. I could have done the flyers. Uh, but th- that was really like it. And it was a mm-hmm. game time decision, but because I had tiki drinks on my Wikipedia page mm-hmm. yesterday, that's what I stuck with. I like, I like this one for several reasons. It's a little weird or not weird. It's like, like the flyers would be the obvious choice. Yeah. yeah. We know you like the flyers, you yeah. know, <laughs> but, and I even thought maybe that was your topic. I I would never have guessed. Well, maybe I did know where your birthday was, but I don't know that it would take me a while to guess you would have talked about tiki bars. <laughs> so I like that it was like a keeps you guessing what's the topic going to be kind of topic. Yeah. Also, I like, it turns out I like these drinks more than I. Yeah. It's, you know? that's the funny thing. Like <laughs> you, it's very unassuming. You don't really know if you're, like, oh, I, I don't really think too much about it. But then when you talk about it and you really think about it, like, oh, yeah, I have a lot to say about these things. Yeah. And there's it's not just about the tiki stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like a drink that's more than a drink. I like a, I like a fancy cup. I like... Yep. It's, your, it's all things. the experience. Yeah. And this has been TBD. With Matt and Emily. Sorry, Matt. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>